welcome everybody out there to episode 42, Divorce Devil YouTube channel. No, Divorce Devil, episode 42. Uh, we were going to do some video, but that shit doesn't work. Technology, Technology. in that age group does not work. <laughs> Something was ringing. Be- and we're like, because I am a, not millennial, but. A boomer. Boomer, yes, boomer. Boom. That doesn't sound right. Err. All right. Boom her. So today. Make it better for you. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about family dynamics <laughs> during and after divorce. So your family dynamic and your dynamic with <laughs> girlfriends and boyfriends. Bring in new right? people into your family that you've already you've already established yep. without the new person and then bringing the new person into that family and vice versa. Bring on somebody in. Cool. When do you bring out that? That's where you can start. Okay. You've been, we talked about healing and dating and some of the things that you had to do before you were ready to date. No, no, let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back to the part where, uh, you're getting divorced and the family dynamics of getting divorced. Oh, that's yeah. a, yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, you, no, um, this, uh, is, this is the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a highlighter, folks. It's a highlighter. It's a highlight reel. Um, a lot of my, I, I think we've discussed this before, a lot of my family dynamic before and when I was getting separated uh, was very chaotic. Um, I I don't want to blame my mother-in-law for my divorce, but she was a big part um, of basically sealing the nail in the coffin saying, she has done this so many times. She has disrespected me so many times that now... I see it outside of that super compact life that I used to live. Cause when I, where I used to live, it was, I live next door to her. I live next door to brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, cousins, nephews, second, third. Basically, my ex-husband's family started the town pretty much. I mean, the grandmother had like PO box one. And so a lot of my life revolved around his family and my family was, you know, my, my sister's, in Florida, my brother's in Connecticut. Um, a lot of my family had to come into that. And it, from day one, I felt like an outsider. But I'm the kind of person I can pretty much get along with your highlighter, your squirrel. Yep, squirrel. And so I tried and thought I was doing the right thing, not realizing I was getting in a very mentally unstable environment that always revolved around my mother-in-law because she made sure of that. She kept her children close and, you know, all the daughters, because she has all sons, all the daughters were like the enemy, the the daughter-in-laws. And so living next door, I, I tried to appease as much as I could. But when we moved away, I saw how toxic it was. And that's not how people act. And I think a lot of that came from my mom was an alcoholic and probably undiagnosed bipolar. So what I got into was a mental, what I left was mentally un- like, you know, unstable. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of coping mecha- me- mechanisms for that, but they needed different ones for what I was getting into. So you were able to slide in almost. So I did. Yeah. And I never really healed from the past trauma that I had been through. And it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like beat or anything, but I grew up very quickly and got into a, you know, basically like save me relationship. And I loved my husband until I didn't, until I saw that it wasn't really what love is supposed to be. It's 
how I've dealt with it. And I've all my relationships up until this previous one have been about survival. And what, what I learned when I left that dynamic was I literally was forced to just make sure everybody else was okay. So what do you say to someone who think they're going through that dynamic? You have to step out of the situation because with anything, like if you're in it, you're in it. You don't see it from the outside. And sometimes stepping back, you're like, oh, people don't act. That's not how you're supposed to act. You're not supposed to fight with your family every single day and make it all about you. And, you know, I would just apologize so there was no yelling. Mm -hmm. I would just apologize so everybody could just go back to kind of like warm chaos and not super chaos. Because my mother-in-law has said this thing a million times, like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't, or you wouldn't be this, or you wouldn't be where you are, because she feels like she has a piece of everything that we've done, because she had. She does. She had her hand in everything that we did, but we didn't know we were puppets until we came from New Jersey to Colorado, and she was far enough away to be like, I can actually breathe again. I actually said when I left... I felt like this 150-pound weight was lifted off, and that was my mother-in-law because she wasn't always judging me or telling me how terrible of a person or mother I was. And, like, you know, some of the things that I tell people that she has done, they're like, you're making that up. So that was your normal. That was my normal. And then when I got out of that normal and I was, like, fighting for my life to be like, hey, like, I need to be heard because, like, most people who have a family, they, they get some say in it. Mm-hmm. And her, uh, we lived here for like three weeks and she was here and then we, she was here a month later and then she was here three months later and then she was here for Thanksgiving and then she was here. It was always, she was still trying to get in. And then when I said something in my home, I was disrespectful. I was a bitch. I was this. Even though it was your home. Even though it was my, my, my domain, like my castle. She still wanted to be the leader of the castle. So you see those movies, uh, there was home with J-Lo. Oh, Monster Monster in Law, yeah. Monster in Law. And that stuff is real. Oh, it totally is. And I actually think she's more like a mommy dearest (laughs) that the child grew up and was like, hey, I like wire hangers, Uh, okay? You know, so that just dated us two friends. Of course, not money, bitch. Yeah, Um. (laughs) back up full. But yeah, so I think once I saw that she didn't really control me anymore and I started you know, testing the waters with like my ex-husband going, so why didn't I get a say? And why am I 10th in this relationship when I should actually be first or second, depending on the needs of the family? And it was, oh, well, she's just, you're not going to change her. Well, no, I'm not going to change her, but I can change how I let her affect me. And when I stopped letting that affect me, that's when I lost all like, I'm done. So let's talk about kiddos. Yeah. During the divorce. Mm-hmm. Mine were junior high, high school. Yeah. And it was horrible. Yeah. It, was horrible. it really is. You know, it's almost like the older they are, the worse it is. Well, you know? my parents were divorced when I was 19. And I think I've said this before that even them divorcing at 19, I was like, well, they can still get back together. It was so traumatic for me because I went to college and did all that stuff. Well, my daughter, literally, same exact age I was. Mm-hmm. 
when my parents divorced and my ex and I divorced. So she came back from college and it was just like, what the hell? Which house do I go to? What, who am I talking to? Where am I spending my day? Like, do I sleep at my house? Do I sleep in your house? Do I sleep? What bed? Like, is my bed coming? Like, do I bring my bed back together? Did you think that? Her, think that? Yeah. Did I think him and I would get back no, together? No, did she think that? Oh, yeah. She's still, she has like a plan. She's like, you're, wow. you're going to be 90 and everybody else is going to be gone. It's just be you and dad and you're going to get back together and die together. I'm like, what the hell? What? No, that's not happening. But yeah, it's, I mean, I think we've just had that. Like, so Lance has two girls. I have three kids. I got 22, 20, and 10. Every one of the children have had their meltdown moment. Like, I didn't ask for this. You did this. This is your fault. Like, blah, blah, blah. Blaming us parents, which is fine, but also go, also not trying to break us up, but trying to be like, where's my spot in this? I'm more important than your new person. Even though you're happy, I'm more important. I'm like you and the mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's been, it's actually been pretty awesome because him and I have just been in it and it's like, okay, today it's this one's turn to, you know, we don't, we don't have the relationship we used to, or like I I'd say to my oldest son, he's 24 and uh, a couple holidays have come and he just says, I'm not ready. And we've been together since January of 2020. So him not being ready even recently or not understanding the dynamic of my new life. And he, he lives, you know, near, he actually lives in a different, an apartment near my ex and um, actually in the same house, but in the basement, but he pays his own rent. I think, I don't know, whatever. So (laughs) that's a whole other podcast, but he, um, he just doesn't deal. Like he's not going to deal with it. Because that's too painful. That's not enough. He, he's graduated. He has a, you know, he's has got a college degree. He's, he's doing his thing, but he does not want to deal with his mom and dad not together. And that's his thing. He's got to figure that out. And that's him. Yep. Now, my daughter, she wants to be in my face being like, you care about this one more. Or you do this more. Um, and I'm your daughter. But now she has melded into like, oh, cool. Now I have sisters that I never had, you know, and, you know, then I have the 10 year old who, really has to go back and forth still where the other two don't have to do. I mean, they're older. He has to switch back and forth from my house and my ex's house. And sometimes it takes a couple of days to reel him back in. Or, you know, if he's having a moment and it's on me, like, I don't know how much I want to put on Lance. Um, but he helped. Like it's, we're, it, it's so cool. Cause like we, I feel like, we are in it together and we're going to deal with however with it, however the, that person or that kid needs it. Cause you know, his girls have asked, actually have gone through it too, where they're like, you know, where's my place. And I think we both have got to the point where it's about the kids. It's always going to be that there are our focus, but they have to know that we love each other and we're going to do it together. So what do you say to a person where the kid doesn't really involve themselves um, or really not up for it? Like my and older son, they- like I have really not, I've probably seen him twice in the last, I mean, COVID hit and he got really like, 
he was definitely one of those, okay, I don't want you to get your germs. And he's always been like a germaphobe kind of person. So he didn't want to mix. Doesn't help his, his mom being a nurse. Oh, I know. Cause help. no, and nothing I say is, I don't know what I'm talking about ever because, you know, I'm, I'm fucking stupid. But because anyway. Because your mom. Yeah. Cause yeah. what does mom know? Um, and again, I have my opinion that differs from him sometimes. And he definitely is in that, you know, millennial stage. And I have lived, so I see things and, I think it's easier for him to say he's COVID scared than to have to interact with us and enjoy it because we have fun. Like we, yeah. we, we do things like we are very active and I think it's easier for him to say it's that rather than, than have to come in. Yeah. And to meld into this new life. So what does a person do? What, what does a, I, uh, I, I cried a lot. I, I, I honestly, I like have cried more over that boy. I'm going to cry now. Um, no, not having it. <laughs> girl. No, I mean, it makes me upset because I want my big thing about getting divorced and all that stuff is it was the hardest fucking thing I've oh, had yeah. to do. And Harder. I've lost a child. Yep. I've lost parents. Having a child still here and, not being able to connect with them is really hard because I made the decision to leave, you know? So sorry, folks, I am tearing up a little bit. Um, really is like having to, it's again, it's like divorce, like a divorce of like the denial, like the heal, the, all the steps of grief. It's a death. It really is. He's still here, but I don't have the son that I had before that. But this will come. Yeah. I this mean, will come. It has to do with maturity and growth and all of their stuff and him figuring out his own life. And so sometimes got to be patient, just sit back and, you know, and I really have had to learn that like, this isn't my shit. Yep. This is, I cannot control it. So I have to either be fucking pissed off all the time or cry it out on my own, deal with it. And I actually have a very supportive boyfriend. So it's like, he's just like, you know, he just lets me be and, He'll ask me what I need, and sometimes I don't know what it is, and sometimes I just need to yell, or sometimes I just need to be like angry text, and then it causes a whole other fight. And <laughs> but I think it real. I the the part of it is I decided it was over, so they blamed me a lot. You left. I'm like, well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't leave, so I had to leave. Like, but it's almost like you know, it's almost like the plane in the sky. Yeah. So. The oxygen mask come down. You put your kids on first, then put yours on. Yeah. No, no. You put yours, yours on, on first, first, and then your kids. Because so, you can't save anybody yeah. dead. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And if you don't, if if, if yeah. you're not happy, then everybody loses. And that was the thing too. Like I was acting happy because I thought that's what they needed. Or when I actually was honest with my kids and was like, "Look, I can't do this because it's killing me." To the point, like after, like I literally lost so much weight, like unhealthy. I was, like I, I've said this before, but I didn't know how to be unhappy to get on to get happy. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, I had to literally rip off all the band aids, all the wounds, all the scars. I had to peel back all that and be like, "What makes you happy?" Because I didn't know. So, so you're talking about the the realization of being unhappy. That yeah, you had to and I out. said, yeah, I want my kids to see what a healthy relationship is because I thought I had it until I realized it was a facade, 
And now that I'm happy, and my like my daughter said to me the one time, and I think it was the biggest flex on me. She goes, I have never seen you smile like that. And I'm a happy person, like you know. Like I can pretty much get along with a rock. So I generally am happy, but on the inside, my soul was black. I was cynical. I hated everybody because everybody else did that to me, but I allowed it. So even now, like with the kid dynamic, with the new family dynamic, like I am going to get along with you until you give me cause not to. But I also have that little angel devil on my shoulder saying, remember the, remember that best friend that threw you under the bus or like, like actually tossed you in front of the bus because you were doing, she did something she didn't believe in. I am very leery of new relationships, but like like friends, friends, new family. Like if I met, like when I first met like his family, I'm, I'm going to be me. And if at any point I get a vibe that I like was off, like I would be, Oh, okay. I never got that. They were so inviting and so like wonderful. And even if they weren't, your thing is with Lance, not with them. Exactly. And he, he just lets me be like, he lets me be me. We're like, I'm the silly girl. I, I got my Jersey attitude. I talk funny sometimes to them because they're like native to Colorado. And so I'm just like, they know when they get a piece of me. I'm, it's legit. Before, when I would like, when I first moved here, I was the shell of a person. I'm like, I just want to fit in. I don't, I don't think I've ever really fit in. I mean, I have really, I have best friends back home. And those people know me from the shit I went through, the, the trauma and all that. And they were there. But here is like, um, I've never been in the Midwest or where the hell we are. And this is the mountains. This is the Midwest. What the hell? Shut the hell up. It's middle of the country, western. The Rocky Mountains. The Midwest is my. All right, whatever. Don't even talk about directions with me because we will have a fight. Yeah. (laughs) I'm facing straight, so that's north. That's south. (laughs) Shut it. (laughs) Stop using these. Hard words like north and south. But yeah, so I, I feel like when I first moved, especially where I moved, like I moved to a very, um, I want, I don't want to offend anybody, but a very pretentious like, um, area. And it was like, you either had it or you didn't. And uh, trying to fit in and knowing what was happening, it takes a lot here to make friends. So I depended on a lot of my friends back home and, they weren't always there, especially when I was going through a separation. A lot of them don't believe in divorce because of religion or, you know, they've known their spouse since high school. And no matter what happens, they're going to stay together. And I literally met that best friend here. Like her husband has been the shittiest husband ever. And when she decided she was going to make him better and then they are still together, I'm like, I'm getting divorced. And she's like, you cannot, God will do this. I'm like, uh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm not you. And I'm not going to deal with the shit that you dealt with. So now we are no longer friends because she judged me on sole fact that I was getting divorced. But you do go through that little, that little guilty phase, you know, I'm, I'm bringing up the family. Oh yeah. No, I went, I still, I, this is crazy. Maybe I should stay. Maybe I should make it work. And, well, but, you know, but you get that epiphany, that one yeah. epiphany time. It's like screw this. No, I I still I still get that from my kids, yep. even if they don't say it. 
I've never got that from my kids. My kids will say something like, well, remember when we did this? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, we're never going to do that again because we're not a family. And I'm like, no, I got an, I got a new, new relationship. I got a new something happening. And got a new attitude. Just because it's not with their dad doesn't mean that I'm still not going to live. I don't, I feel like my kids only think I'm part of their family if I'm with their dad. But now, like, especially, you know, the younger two, knowing Lance, they're like, Mama, you're so happy. Like, they're, they, they are happy that I'm happy because they never really saw, they saw their mom laugh and be silly and goofy because I needed that. I am not a sad person. I am not a dwell in my, you know, shit. I have to, I got to rise up because no one else is going to, pull me up. And now like if I need a little help up, I got the guy who's willing to help me up, you know, and not that my ex wasn't, it's just different. It's so different. Like when I say love now, that is totally not what I felt in my marriage because I always thought I was married to so many entities. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Like I had to be on all the time. Like I always had to be like, what am I doing? Because I know they're just, there's there's literally missiles directed at me no matter what I did. Like, I could literally give you the world and I'm still terrible because I stole your son. And some of the comments this woman would make to me would be like, I think she's trying to kill me because I think she likes her son more than she should like her son. And not like perverted boys, but like it was to the point where like you stole him from oh. me. No one's ever good enough. Yeah. And it, I feel bad. Like the sisters, the sister-in-laws literally have, if you've talked to any of my sister-in-laws, you would be like, yep, she's right. She's right. She's right. She's right. Uh, so are any other sister-in-laws divorced? Uh, <clears throat> probably they want to, but they're too afraid to. Um, it's a big step. Mental health. Like there's a lot of mental health that has come along with being married to someone in the family. Like, yeah, I mean, it It really is like, it's almost like a cult without being a cult, but it's a family ruled by the devil. So we talk about um, the kid thing. So I met with my ex probably a couple of years after the divorce, mm-hmm. and we were talking about when the kids were something, and like it was pretty easy. And I came home, and one of my sons was there. And I said, yeah, I just had uh, lunch with your mom. He looks at me, he goes, why? <laughs> it wasn't what he said, it was how he said it. And I think kids yeah. kids it's- want you to be happy because then, then they can be happy. Yeah. But I feel like we do so much to protect our kids from the hurt that we've almost made them desensitized to the hurt. And so when they feel it, it's like so detrimental. Like I've sheltered my kids from so much of the chaos from my mother-in-law. But, but you absorbed all that, but I took it all in and it really broke me down. It broke me to the point where I was just like, I have no other choice, but to break this up so that they can see what a real relationship looks like. And I said on the last one, like, this is the most adult relationship ever. Cause I was dealing with a woman who would act like a child, but proclaim that she's the boss. And if you didn't listen to her, she would scream at you, take you out of the will, put you back in the will, take you out of the will. And I'm like, girl, you ain't got nothing that I want. So back when I was a facilitator for divorce recovery, yeah, um, we had a panel and somebody asked, they said, when, sh- when should you tell the kids? 
And I said, dude, your kids already know. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids are not dumb. Yeah, they sense it. Oh yeah, they, they sense the like. I mean, the fighting. Yeah. There's just the they even know. if you are not outwardly screaming and yelling at each other, they just the air yeah. that is in the household, kids pick up on. Like I remember my kids just coming over and hugging me and I not at the point like I was sad. It would just be like they gave me a hug because they felt they needed to. And then I'd be like, hmm, I need to break this cycle so they don't have oh, yeah. to feel that in their relationships. When, when my parents got divorced, yeah. I was ecstatic. I used to pray my parents would get divorced because my mom was a mean drunk. My mom was a mean drunk, yeah. Oh. And my dad was not an angel, but he, I always felt safe with him no matter his alcohol level. Mm-hmm. But my mom literally, like, she would know. go from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll to Mrs. Hyde in mm. about 2.4 seconds. And if yeah. you were in her way, shit was about to happen. And just that, like, I think that's why I hate, like, yelling and fighting yeah. because it would be like Christmas. Every holiday was always ruined because someone was fighting with my mom because she didn't have her coffee or she was out. She was up late putting presents together because – she forgot or it would turn into our fault because she's tired and like I dreaded Christmas. Like now I'm like, guess what? Christmas is almost here. It's coming. I'm so excited. So now I am super excited about all the things that I get to do in this adult relationship. And no matter how crazy or eccentric I get, it's okay. And if someone's feeling like, okay, it's overboard. I don't care because the person that I'm with, cares enough about me to enjoy it too. So if someone's like, oh, she did this or she went over, like, I, I, I don't really care what anybody else thinks outside of my relationship now. I mean, my children, I will listen to them until, you know, I can't listen anymore because I get old or whatever. But they, they know now too that they are my priority no matter what. But my <laughs> happiness means different things now because I have a person that loves me in adult relationship is not trying to manipulate me, not trying to make me like just listen. And there's no monster in law. And there's no monster. Well, my parents are both gone. Lance's mom has passed away. His dad is like, <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. And I'm like, you know what? If, if he turns out like his dad, we're good to go. I mean, and he's, he's so good. Like he, I don't know. I really feel like they're my family now because, you know, with or without them, they like me. You know. So even though I said that I was so happy my parents got divorced, I really blame my dad. Yeah. And I gave him a hard time. He passed away ninety well ninety one, ninety two, ninety six. Yeah. And since then, after living after living in the same city with my mom, I owe my dad an apology. Oh, same. <laughs> you know, remember my, remember how many times my dad's married? Yeah. <laughs> um my dad had an affair with my mom's so-called best friend. I don't think they were ever really best friends, just hung out enough that they became friendly and people considered it. Um, But my dad literally left my mom for her best friend. But I see why. I didn't talk to my dad for like a year and a half because I thought that he just decided. But as I got older and saw the dynamic, I'm like, if you're getting accused of it every fucking day, 
If you're getting told you're no good, piece of shit, blah, 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 from an alcoholic woman who didn't know how to cope because I now know like she had been through so much. I didn't learn a lot of her shit until she was gone. Once again, alcoholics. Yeah. Well, a lot of, I think she drank because of the pain of a lot of things that she experienced as a kid that you didn't talk about. My mom would be 70, maybe 70. God, she's 73. Very young. Yeah. And she, uh, dealt with a lot of things and alcohol covered them up so she didn't have to feel it. I mean, a lot of things that most people don't have to go through. I mean, she's one of 13. And so there's just, I, I feel bad the way I treated her, but I treated her the way she, 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 I don't want to say she made me, but in my own survival, I did what I did to protect myself from the constant badgering or the belittling, or I was never good enough. Even I became, you know, I became a nurse. I did, I, I, I did everything right that I thought, and it was never good enough until she was gone. I was like, you know what? I was good enough. Yeah, I, I changed, I broke the cycle yep. of her generational demons. That she was given and didn't ask for too. Another podcast, Generational Demons. Yeah. Shit that just cycles on and on and on. And I think I think that my mom made me strong enough to be able to leave my divorce. I mean my marriage. marriage. I don't think if I didn't if I didn't have my mom and her talking to me the way she did and treating me the way she did and help made me grow up as quickly as I did that I would have had the courage to leave when I did. And it took me 20 some years. So it took a while, but I didn't see it until, I mean, she's only been gone five years. So in the last five years, I really saw what I was faced with, what I was given. And and she's helped me. My mom literally has helped me face my mother-in-law because she doesn't scare me anymore. My mom scared the fuck out of me. (laughs) I mean, like, I little be like, okay, which mom am I getting today? And I have a sister who has cerebral palsy. I mean, a mild case, as in she still has like a, you know, a gait deficiency, but she has children. She's been married, stuff like that. So, but I took, I took on all this responsibility because my mom couldn't and I didn't want my sister to have to worry about it. And now, like, my sister and I don't even talk anymore because she was so brainwashed by my sis, my mother. That no matter what I say now, I'm wrong. You need to reach out to her. I've tried. It's 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 a, it's 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 me. I I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't be a part of someone's victim life when they pretend they they don't they're not acting like a victim. So it's I've reached out like I I'm like I will be civil, but we cannot discuss anything. And if we do, it's on my terms because I've always lived on her terms. She's 40-something years old, and I'm done being her punching bag. Her, you know, why didn't you do this for me? Because I've always done it, and now I'm done doing it. I'm not a doormat anymore. So I'm sure someday, hopefully, you know, it's not too late. But that's another dynamic, like siblings, like my siblings. Yeah, sibling sibling dynamic. My, my... I talked to my brother. I have two brothers and a sister. My oldest sister was killed in um, a car accident when she was 18. So I talked to my one brother because the two siblings that I kind of don't talk to 
have te- definitely taken my mom's side of everything. And so when I'm trying to break this generational curse, it really is, you know, it's literally an uphill battle. And my brother and I that I talk to, we share our dad and not our moms. So I think it's more him and I are just being family. Wow. We don't, we don't have to deal with any shit because we talk about it. We tell each other like, you know, your dad and, and it's our dad. Yeah. <laughs> so that there's so many dynamics when you go through a divorce with families, you have the friends that, you know, were her friends or his friends before the friends that don't talk to you now because you know, they knew him longer. They knew me longer. You know, the blocked on Facebook now because of all that shit. And then you have the friends you made together. Who gets them? Who gets them in the divorce? Or let's see, you know, you used to vacation with this couple, but now they're separated too and you're separated. So now do you, what if you wanted to go like hang out with the guy because he was nicer than the girl? But then that's weird because, you know. You're like, what the hell? You know, he's a better friend to me than his wife was. But, you know, that's a weird dynamic. Oh, here's my boyfriend. But, oh, this is my friend. He's, you know, from my one friend's. Yeah, there's so much chaos. My dynamic was very interesting. So when I got divorced, my mom kind of, she was no help. Let's just go with that. Yeah. So my aunt stepped in. And and I was able to call her, you know, when I was down and talk to her a lot. So she stepped in the role of my mom. And then my brother was 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 cool. Yeah. And I got these two friends, Steve and Bob, uh, these two uh, friends Neil from and Bob. college. Steve and Bob, yeah. <laughs> and we would do conference calls. You didn't catch that. At, uh, Neil and Bob. Bob. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, we have to make it some yeah, funny. It's not the beginning. So this is the listen. middle. This is the serious part, damn it. <laughs> so, I have to break it up a little. So, I was getting a little teary there. So Steve and Bob, uh, we yeah. would do conference calls. Uh, Bob was in Kansas City and Steve's in, in – uh, in, um, Ah, Buffalo. And so we were talking about stuff and all the time and Bob would, you know, Bob, Bob's the straightforward one. He goes, man, yeah. I don't know how you do it. I kill somebody. <laughs> so yeah. So it was, yeah. But having, having those friends and, and talking to those people and. Well, and it's crazy too. Cause like uh, the friends that you thought would be there forever, not a word. And then the friends that you're like, you thought were kind of just like, Halfway. Ca- casual friend, whatever. They step up and you're like, oh, wait, well, I thought the friend who I, and I had some friends are like, what do, who do I need to kill? Like, who am I burying? Do I need to fight, a, you know, hide a body? Especially in Jersey. Especially in Jersey. Yeah. I just call a couple uncles. Yeah. It'll be good. Um, but yeah, like it, you can't know until it happens. Oh, yeah. Because Something there's like so many, dice. Like, you know, like I, I don't want anybody to hate my ex. On my say, I don't want anybody to say, you know, like, cause he's been a good person. He's just not my person. And, you know, like, I don't, you know, we've had 20 some years of events together, baby showers, Christmases, parties, you know, deaths, all this stuff that has made me who I am. And I'm not going to take that from someone because I'm no longer in it. Like, I want my cousins to be friends with him if they want to be. I want them to be like, but when I'm in front of them and it's just you and I and we're drinking, we're talking shit. But he would do anything for them because he's like that. I just have lived with him and know him. And anytime he's always been good to all of them. And I want the same from his family. I have been good to those people. (laughs) <laughs> I almost said motherfuckers. I almost said motherfuckers, but they're not all. They're not all like that. 
No, but I have been I have been me with them because you always put on that little bit of a, you know, everything's great and the picket fence. But I would if they call me tomorrow and say, "Hey, do you have blah blah blah?" I would absolutely. But that must be nice because my divorce, the wagon circled and I was kicked off the island. Oh, really? No, no contact, no nothing. See, now that to me, I, I would probably, I, I don't and, know. And it hurt. It yeah, hurt. yeah. It hurt. Like and I now, do, yeah. Now I have accepted it. And, you know, I moved on. I made new friends. Especially and, those, and like, like those, you know, I keep saying, I would, I'd say like my nieces and nephews and like, you know, anybody that I, you know, like my one sister-in-law and I, we still keep in contact. My other sister-in-law has pretty much blocked me just probably because of political views too, but, um, we still contact. And when I, when we, when you told people that we're going through, they're like, you will always be my sister-in-law. You will always be Never part of the family. That. Never got that. I, I'm thankful then because yep. I don't know. Cause my nieces and nephews are getting to the point where they're off to college. They're getting married. They're going to start having babies. Like I want to, I, I have been contacted by a, a couple of nephews, but yeah. overall, no. Yeah. No I want to still be in nope. that, but I don't want to put. I also said too, like, if I'm not invited, I won't be upset. I'm still going to send a gift. There's some that I'm just like, they're my kids. So I'm saving money. Good for you. <laughs> we all that's, know, that's like, I, I ain't I'm, taking this I'm money with me because it's new money and yeah. I made this all myself. I'm going to spend the fuck out of my money. But wow. yeah, so I just, I, I think the biggest thing that we've come through now is all the kids have had their moments. We all like, yeah. I I think the kids all get along. I mean, they don't really know my son because he's you know not ready or whatever his his deal is. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to force it, but I miss my son. I miss him. And if he's angry at me for because I left, great. But I wish he would kind of be like, hey, this is why, or you know, I don't have any answers to it. So I think that's my biggest deal. And I love his kids and I, you know, I hope they love me. And, you know, my kids have been there for holidays now and we've had our shit. Like my daughter at Christmas one time, she's like, you love her more than me. I see her. You're at college. Like I, I don't love anybody <laughs> more. Although Logan is my favorite, everybody, cause yeah, he's my baby. Yeah. But, and so they say parents don't have a favorite. We all have a fucking favorite. No, they don't. Yeah, we do. No, they don't. Yeah, we do. No, they don't. Yeah, we do. I only have one girl. She's my favorite girl. Uh, I say that to my daughter too. I'm yeah. like, you're my favorite girl yeah. that I birthed. Yeah. That that came through the canal and hurt me like a mother. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just, um, family dynamic is definitely one of those big things. Everybody's is different yep. and hopefully you can meld them together. And I'm sure you're going to have shit. Like, you know, there's going to be weddings and graduations and babies and who's in the room and who's this and who gets to do where and where are you sitting at your table? And you know I think if you communicate, it's all about realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. You got to be real with your expectations. Oh no, I don't have any fucking expectations because <laughs> every time I do, they get what the, I didn't see that coming. Well, no, I'm real. So like you keep them low. Mm. You're never disappointed. Okay. That's but fun, I huh? feel like if you don't have any, you can only go up. <laughs> well, well, you keep them low, you go up. You have zero, you go up. So just keep them low and say, hey, you know, I'll, cause I, I remember, uh, at my daughter's graduation, uh, one of my ex brother-in-laws and sister-in-law was there and, um, he came up to me and my kids were like, oh. yeah. And, and he said hi, you know, and I said hi and, you want to have a conversation? I said, "Hey, it's not that kind of party, but you know, nice, nice talking to you." Yeah, yeah. 
didn't, didn't feel it. See, here's my problem. If I see my mother-in-law at something important, <laughs> you may have to bail me out of like federal prison. <laughs> I don't think you get bailed out of federal prison. Oh no, I would, I, I would find a way. Because if it's going down, I'm going hardcore life. I'm getting life. life. <laughs> bail me out of life. Bail me out of life. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, and. Well, we talked about this recent stuff. I, oh, you tell me and let Lord, it go. Me, Lord. You tell Lord. me, let it go, Lord. but. Oh, let dirt, go. I, why do I keep saying dirt devil? Apparently, I like the vacuum. <laughs> Divorce, <laughs> devil. Divorce devil. <laughs> I'm coming. Oh, shit. All, all my friends will be in hell, too, so it's okay. Let it go, man. You let let it go. go. No, I am not fucking Elsa or Anna or whatever. I am going, if I'm going down, I am going, I'm going, wait, what's the saying? Go big. Or go, go home. home. I mean, I don't know about choking out an eighty-something-year-old, but, but gonna, it should probably be done. How are you gonna take care of your, your son? He'd be like, "Yo, don't mess with my mom. She's a badass. You want to go visit her in jail?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, mom. Here's a here's a here's a cake. I got a tattoo with here's my a mom. Cake, mom. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. There's no knife in there, mom. Oh, Shank. Yeah. What the hell? No, I. All right, I'm everybody. trying. Closing I'm closing trying. statements. Closing statements. Just dynamics it, are a bitch. Yeah, when you're, especially when you're in it, and you've yep. like, I mean, I feel like I, my person is awesome, and if you're in it together, I feel like you can come out of it at the other end happy, and you know, I, I feel like communicate, just communicate. But don't let family dynamics prevent you from being happy. Yeah, I yes. If you're in a relationship, your family. You want your family in it, but you also have to remember it's you and him yep. or you and her against the world yep. and you let them in because yep. again, it's all about being happy. And a lot of people leave their marriages because they're not happy. And if you find you're happy, be in it together and face those demons, you know, together. And, and my last parting word, words, yeah. never, ever stay for the kids. Oh no, no. Never, ever stay for the kids. No. Yeah. That's, that's, you'll, you'll regret it. Your, your kids will regret it. Don't do it. Yeah. Cause then if you do get out of it and you're, you know, you, you know what you're going to deal with, you can find your happy quicker. All right, everybody. Okay, that was 42. That was pretty good. Off I mean, the cuff. And that was off the cuff. Yeah. We had no topic before this. Um, yeah. I mean, flying by the seat of their pants. Okay. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.